Webster's Dictionary defines I hag fat as The word you've entered isn't in the dictionary. Click on a spelling suggestion below or try again using the search bar. Fans have defined I hag fat as Pretty good, man. I'll listen to it later. Oh, you do podcasts. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Season two. (laughs) I have a good feeling about this. I have a good feeling about this. Welcome to the first episode of season two of I Have a Good Feeling About This. Hashtag I Hag Fat. Hashtag I Hag Bat. <laughs> Still undetermined <laughs> if you haven't listened to our preview episode. Uh, I am Craig. And I'm Tyler. And we are talking today about Batman, 1966 movie starring Adam West, Burt Ward, Cesar Romero, Frank Gorshin. Burgess Meredith, and Lee Merriweather. Yeah. It was originally going to be the pilot lead-in for the TV show, but they fast-tracked the production of the TV show. Started on that first, and then there was massive success. So they ended up using this as a kind of leeway between seasons one and two, as well as an opportunity to use film money to build big props for the TV show. You know, I actually didn't know about the TV show until a few years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, because I would reference this movie. I had it on VHS as a kid, and I would reference it, and people are like, oh, Batman from the old show. I'm like, no, the old movie. (laughs) And I had no idea that a TV show of this existed. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. I was actually more familiar with the TV show and I've given most of it a watch through at one point or another. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest difference being that Julie Newmar was Catwoman on the majority of the TV show, as opposed to Lee Merriweather, who is Catwoman in this movie, because Julie Newmar was unavailable for a movie shooting at the same time. Mm. That didn't end up getting fully produced. So she ended up not in the movie for no good reason. reason. Thanks for that information. But that doesn't change my plans one bit. Whoops. Yeah. So yeah, again, Adam West as the titular Batman. Bird Ward as Robin. Cesar Romero as Joker. Frank Gorshin as Riddler. Burgess Meredith as Penguin. And... Again, Lee Merriweather as Catwoman. Were any of these people that you just mentioned in anything else prior to or after this? (laughs) I wasn't alive then. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Cesar Romero, I I think, was a very famous actor at the time. He, of course, didn't shave his mustache for the film. Yeah, modern day Henry Cavill. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't Henry's fault. Stupid Joss Whedon. So an interesting fact that I learned about the majority of this cast, most of them were born around the turn of the century. Oh, really? Like a lot of them, not the main cast, but the supporting people were the old ladies in the background that mm-hmm. don't get the bomb dropped on them. They were born <laughs> in like the 1880s or 1890s. That's weird to think about. Yeah. Because at that point, there would have already been like 60, 70 in right. this movie. Right. Wow. I've and- never lived alongside 1800s people 1800s people you know not in my knowing years that is interesting i mean and the the majority of the cast that is the main cast they're all past at this point because yeah cocaine adam west is still alive (laughs) right no he's dead is he yeah oh well you can't interview a dead man can you What about Burt Ward? He's still alive. He actually cameoed as a cartoonish Robin-y person on Earth-66. 
in the um, Arrowverse crossover, like the CW shows that they do their oh. yearly crossovers. They did like a Crisis on Infinite Earths thing. Okay. And on Earth 66, Burt Ward was walking his dog and he was dressed in Robin colors. Huh. Inferring, I believe, that he's still Dick Graysoning on Earth 66. And yeah. it, was, it was a bright, colorful, poppy okay. uh, sort of thing. So that's, that's fun. Holy crimson skies of death! Yeah. The cocaine, I'm sure, did no one favors. <laughs> Adam West uh, did voice for family guy no yes he did he did that's actually second most what i know him for okay uh because as adam west right yeah he's he plays mayor adam west okay uh, (laughs) and he's basically the self-parody of of adam west and says all kinds of ridiculous things uh like he (laughs) gets hit with something and gets a nosebleed and he goes my god i'm a tomato like (laughs) (laughs) i think it's time for everybody's favorite segment, everybody being us, Lego time. Do you recall a single break if at all? It's Lego time. Lego. Man, what a great tune. <laughs> what a great tune. It's hot on the South Korean billboard charts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lego, I don't think it'd come out yet. <laughs> Yeah, that is correct. I think it was the late 60s. <laughs> yeah. Like, is... this is the mid-60s. Yeah, that, that is correct. So, and they weren't doing licensed stuff at that time anyways. Sure. Um, so Mostly well, because they didn't exist. Again, mostly because <laughs> they weren't around, right? <laughs> what we have from this movie slash TV show, of course, as well. The cowl. We have a, a buildable cowl. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, the Adam West cowl. It's actually a pretty cool set. My uh, brother got it for me for Christmas. Built that. It's about the size of like a fist. So if your fist is a person, you can put it on there and then your fist can run around. That's kind of like a fun little thing. I Fist injustice. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's also the Batmobile. They have a single, oh. a single Batmobile that comes with Batman and Joker. And the Joker minifig is one of my favorite details because he's got a little mustache that's painted, painted over. white? Yep. Oh. So that's fun. Is the Batmobile, does it look good? It, yeah, it looks real nice. I like it. It's a good set. Good prob- set. I'm gonna get that. It comes with a little display stand too, so you and and That's a little awesome. like plaque. And then we also got a bat cave, and that set was super cool. Is that reset? No, that one's several years ago. That was oh, the first. Okay. We've talked about these sets actually in reverse order of how they oh. happened. <laughs> so we had the bat cave first, and that was in around 2015. Okay. Or so. Um, and then the. Batmobile and the Cowl both came out within this last year or so. But Batcave was really cool. It came with all the villains. It came with an Alfred. It came with a Bruce, Wayne, and a Dick. Yeah. Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) So it had like the fire pole. Uh, like you have like the room from Wayne Manor and the little the bust the with little the bust that with a button in it. Uh, So then you put the characters on the and then halfway through they hit. The trigger, and then Batman and Robin will drop down the rest of the way. So halfway, you get oh, okay. Bruce, Bruce and Dick, and then it's a really cool set. Wow! Um, and it comes with the Batcopter, the Batcycle, uh, the Batmobile, and for the longest time, that was the only way to get this kind of Batmobile until they released it individually. So it sold super well I'm sure. on people trying just to get the Batmobile, and so like the aftermarket price of just the Batmobile part was like half the f- price of the full set oh. because people just wanted. The Batmobile. Wow. Man, it's cool. that sounds like, like a, a really cool set. Yeah, it's got like the bat. Um, does it have a ton of stickers with labels? It does. <laughs> it does. Oh, man! <laughs> it's cool. Oh. It's cool. It's a cool set. We'll, yeah. Yeah. We'll have those pictures for you on our Instagram so you can okay. take a look at them. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's excited to look at it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> that is Lego time! Lego! Man, I love that song. <laughs> So now it is time to talk about Batman 66. Let's go through the movie. My first thought that I have here is I love how colorful the intro is. And mm-hmm. it kind of stays that way throughout the movie. The movie is just very, it's very bright, bright yeah. and colorful. And then just the shout out. Enemies of crime. The enemies of crime <laughs> and fun lovers everywhere. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like you get very many like engaging credit mm-hmm. scenes especially from this era, mm-hmm. right? And so to have something that like, oh, they want me to read that. And it's not just someone's name and what they did for the movie. Yeah. You know, it's... They're inviting me in yeah. to the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. What I found most interesting about the opening credits thing is that 
it looks like it's like a stage production. Like maybe we're about to watch a Batman play or something. Right. So like there's spotlights that land on them. I need the green gel. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, that's probably how they did it. Honestly, it was like a soundstage thing, but it looks more like just a theatrical production. Like almost like we're going to watch a, was there ever, unfortunately, the Batman musical. Unfortunately, no, we have not had Batman, the musical only Superman. And Spider-Man. Have gotten their own full musicals so far. What a bummer. I saw the Spider-Man one, though. And? Exquisite. (laughs) All right. But we're not here to talk about Spider-Man today. (laughs) We're here to talk about Batman. So we start in, we see Bruce and Dick. Bruce and dicking around <laughs> i guess um, there's gonna be a lot of dick jokes over these in the course of these movies <laughs> they get up to their bat pole and they slide down the bat poles and the bat poles are labeled bat pole <laughs> yeah and they're also labeled with the names of the person that way you don't accidentally get on the wrong pole right and slide down you don't want to stretch the opposite out costume yeah you don't want to stretch out the other guy's tights <laughs> yeah yeah, I, they get into their costumes right away. Right away. Yeah, there's not much story before... Before Batman and Robin arrive. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, that's not what we're here to see. We're not here to see the Bruce show. We're here to see the Batman movie. <laughs> Though that was one of Adam West's biggest things to be in the movie. Um, one, they said they'd recast him if he didn't do the movie. So, you know, they had some good leverage. Uh, and then two, he said if he did the movie, he wanted more Bruce time in it and oh. less Batman time. Because he wanted to dive into the deep psychological side of Bruce Wayne. Interesting. You know, that old actor shtick of, I just want to be taken seriously. (laughs) Nobody messes with Adam Wee. Okay, so they do get on the bat poles, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just some big changing room that it's more than just a pole that they're sliding down on. Are you saying, like, are they seeing each other as they go down the poles well, and yeah, are, the switch we... costumes? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. How how does it happen? It's, it's not like Lego where it's just two separate people at the bottom. Is it, though? Oh, well, they go in and they come out. <laughs> yeah, okay. They slide down the poles and then every time it creates a new one. And so just trapped in a box halfway through is the original Bruce and Robin until the ones that become Batman and Robin come back in and kill them. They're prestiging people. <laughs> Actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So I love the Batmobile. I mean, it just looks so cool. What kind of vehicle is that? Uh, that is a Lincoln Futura like concept model that they then okay. spruced up into like a, a Batmobile. I just thought it was so neat. I love the individual windscreens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's split down the middle there yeah and yeah like you know there's no bench seat you have your side i have my side and then there's just the car in the middle <laughs> of us like... buttons and levers and things <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed that it's cool and yeah they only made like a couple of them for the show yeah. i'm sure with the movie budget they were able to squeeze in an extra one or two just to have yeah uh, one or two for safekeeping and right so an interesting indiana tie to this there's a company in indiana in like Logansport called Fiberglass Freaks, and they now make Batmobiles. Like that's what they, I'm sure they do other stuff, but that's like their main claim to fame is that they create fiberglass like outlines and make these 60s Batmobiles. Are there just rallies of Batmobiles? I can just see the the Friday tornado siren going off. <laughs> Friday, 11 o'clock. And for you, and not, you not Midwesterners. <laughs> yeah, you have a swarm of Batmobiles <laughs> driving <laughs> with the, uh, the song. Uh, what's the Valkyrie song? Flight. <laughs> Batman just cruising down Main Street, I'm guessing. So they drive the Batmobile. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> where are they driving the Batmobile to, you ask? The Air Force Base, where he keeps the Batcopter. <laughs> yes. Why doesn't he just keep it in his house? <laughs> 
Uh, maybe maybe having a large helicopter pad with a, a bat themed vehicle outside the Wayne Manor would give it away a little bit. But yeah, I mean, just Los Angeles County real estate. <laughs> yes, he's this a millionaire, is, but he's this not <laughs> very clearly actually just in Hollywood and not Gotham. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Gotham was ever mentioned. Was it? I don't know. If it was, I think they it might say like in front of Gotham Commissioner. I was going to say like they probably said like Gotham Police Commissioner Gordon kind of thing, something like that. Like that would have been the only time. Yeah, there's no Gotham in this. No otherwise. Gotham about this. No um, Gothic Gotham certainly. And I just I thought it was interesting his relationship with the army and uh, yeah. just law enforcement in general. In this, it's very supportive. It's very two way versus modern takes, which are like. We don't need vigilantes doing our jobs for us kind of thing. Like, there's no pushback here. It's like, nope. Batman's just this deputized. Go get him. (laughs) Well, yeah, sure, Batman. Marshall. Hands off the (laughs) the keys. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the notes I took was as they're flying the helicopter right before they're in the middle of the ocean. uh, They're (laughs) over this densely packed street. And he looks down and there's like three police commanders walking by. And they all... You know, give him the full salute. And Batman, you know, just like tips his cowl or something at him as he's flying in his helicopter. <laughs> so they get out over the ocean, right? And the boat disappears, all that. And then we get the shark. Yes. Because they drop the bat ladder. The bat ladder. Which was appropriately labeled. Right. With a label that said bat ladder. Right. Uh, labels are going to be a recurring theme in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The shark attacks him and stuff. Right. It's punching the shark. <laughs> Just wailing on whop. Whop. I remember even as a kid, like, clearly the shark is... Its nose is just stuck in the rope of the bat ladder. And I just remember this kid like, just let him go. Stop hitting the poor thing. Just just get him uncaught from the rope. Yeah, Adam West, I guess, reported multiple times that the shark looked too fake. Because oh. I guess producers were worried about the sounds of him punching the shark sounding fake. And Adam West was like, have you seen the shark? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't think the sound effects are what we need to worry about here. <laughs> Silly, yes. Idiotic, yes. I wonder what the foley looked like for the fake shark. <laughs> <laughs> They're just punching Play-Doh. <laughs> That's what it ended up being because they tried to use real sound effects. This doesn't go together. Give me that... Uh... should use real sound effects of actually punching a shark, but... <laughs> You know, it was the 60s. PETA wasn't around. <laughs> People were allowed to just go fishing, catch a shark, it take it home, time. punch it, and record it in sounds. <laughs> like, that's where the phrase, punching the shark, comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so before they kick the shark out, do you see the bottles of all the different repellents? Oh, right. right. Who's <laughs> repelling whales? <laughs> Quick, get the whales out of here. <laughs> yeah, so they have they have, <laughs> they have listed barracuda, whale, right. manta ray, and shark. Yes. The shark repellent bat spray. Those, and manta ray. Those are pretty calm animals. I don't see them. <laughs> oh, I thought that was was is that a that's a DC bad guy though, right? Wasn't he in Wonder Woman? You're thinking Aquaman. You're thinking Black Manta. Oh dang. Yeah. <laughs> manta ray. There's a Spongebob villain, Man Ray. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I found this ID in this wallet. And if that's the case, this must be your wallet. That makes sense to me. Then take it. It's not my wallet. Which, yeah, the Spongebob, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Very, very distinctly the 60s Batman TV show. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, unite! Brilliantly so. And the villains, the the invisible boat mobile. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They use the same like transition things. Yeah. It is very distinctly this. Good yeah. one. Oh. We haven't talked about the exploding shark. <laughs> and not much comes of it. Like they acknowledge that the shark exploded and that's strange. But I can't remember why. <laughs> or... Because he swallowed. A leftover mine from from the okay either from the Cold War or World War Two. <laughs> I, 
I guess it wouldn't be leftover as Cold War. It'd be like a current mind. But he's like, oh, <laughs> Batman says something to the gist of, oh, we must be in a minefield. And this shark must have swallowed. <laughs> must have swallowed a mine. A mine. I couldn't remember if it was like the, the, the shark was actually like a robot or something. Like No, real shark. Real shark. <laughs> real shark really biting his leg. Really getting just punched in the shark teeth. Yep. Happened to swallow a mine. As sharks do. What cruelty! Stuffing a poor shark with a ton of deadly TNT! True. Nothing sacred to those devils. So now we're at the conference mm-hmm. of the police commissioner, some reporters, some other people in the government. And Miss Kitka. Miss Kitka. My name is Kitanya Irenia Tatanya Kerenska Alesov. I'm from the Moscow Bugle. My friends call me Kitka. Kitka. Uh, so the press goes away. And we have the the sweet TV that comes from behind the wooden screen mm, mm, to show mm, us mm. our PowerPoint of the known super criminal still at large. Still at large, yeah. So fun tidbit about that: they uh, for the movie they shot a trailer. Like they didn't just use stuff from the movie to make the trailer. They shot like a trailer with the bad guys. So okay. the things that they're showing on the screen in that <laughs> of Riddler and, <laughs> and Joker and stuff, those are snippets from the trailer. They had like unique footage for those things. It's not like they, yeah. So that, that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Not very many movies do that approach for trailers today. Yeah. With, <laughs> it's a darn shame, honestly, because yeah. I would have loved fake trailers for movies. And then I go into the yeah. movie and get entirely different stuff. That would be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be a lot better if they use like alternate takes a lot more in trailers. That yeah. way the context of stuff changes yeah. in, in the movie. That'd be something I'd like to see from James Gunn. You mm-hmm. made the credits interesting. Let's make the trailers. Ah, yeah. The credits to Peacemaker. Yeah, James Gunn did do the uh, opening to Peacemaker in like a really awesome, unique way to make you not want to skip it and stuff. So, yeah. Right. Sure. So just have him shoot separate footage all the time. For yeah. His... <laughs> yeah. That's a good use of money. Uh, <laughs> so at this point, we get, we're putting together some riddles, right, in the commissioner's office. Oh, and it was on a closed circuit TV. It was labeled closed circuit TV. <laughs> I wonder if it was always labeled that way or if Batman snuck into the <laughs> Snuck in ahead of time. I'm guessing Bruce Wayne backs big label maker over in Washington. I'm yeah. thinking that's where a lot of these labels are coming from. <laughs> How do they get the clues? They received a piece of mail, right? Or I believe a so. Parcel? Something, and then they start piecing it together based on that, and it's like a these riddles are ridiculous. And <laughs> so I remember as a kid mm-hmm. seeing them put all these things together, thinking, wow. Like, this is some Sherlock Holmes stuff. The powers of deduction happening right here. Man, I could never be that good. I would never guess these riddles. The reality is, that's probably still true. <laughs> but for different reasons. For different reasons. It's because nobody would deduce these things. They're so contrived, it's like... Pretty fishy what happened to me on that ladder. You mean, but there's a fish that could be a penguin. But wait, it happened at sea. Sea for Catwoman. Yet, that exploding shark was pulling my leg. The Joker. It all adds up to a sinister riddle. Riddler. Riddler? So, they're all in a ye old Benbo tavern, which I believe is a nod to... This is where the pirates are hanging out? Yes. Okay, they're the pirates slash the bad guys. Yes, yeah. yeah. Ye old Benbo tavern, which I believe is a nod to Treasure Island. I think okay. that's where the the bar at the start of... And I actually know this from Muppet Treasure Island more than I do because I've never read that book. Don't be ridiculous. I have seen Where the Muppet the version. the black spot? Yeah. The dark spot. I know Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Jim, 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 Jim. He's Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Jim, 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 Jim. Jim. Yes, Captain. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jim, 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 Jim. Yes, Captain. What is it? Anyways, Muppet Treasure Island coming soon to Iag uh, Fat Season whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I believe it's called Benbow's Tavern or something. Uh, anyways. So, so still just sticking in theme with like the adventurers. The adventure idea. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah, that's like, what I was getting at. Like, okay. I think they're nodding to adventurers of the, of the time, air quotes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was that was a cool yeah. thing. If that is what it is, maybe I'm totally mistaken about Muppet Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. 
Yeah, so what I remember, multiple shots have a filing cabinet in the background. Riddler's filing cabinet of confetti. Doesn't say why it's sinister or even if it is, but he has four drawers. confetti cabinets. Of confetti. It's for when he delivers the riddles and you open the box and go... Give him more pizzazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the 60s. They're all about pizzazz. Yeah, so the, the shelves in the background, they're like riddles for the Riddler. Jokes. For the Joker. Right. Joke books. <laughs> yeah. Private. I don't know who's that one is. And then penguin food. And <laughs> it's like a fish. Because even in this one, he eats raw fish. Right. You got to stick to your theme. Yeah. <laughs> Which I will say, these villains know their marketing. Like they everything down to the binoculars Riddler uses is marked with a question mark so that you know, oh, this is Riddler's. So I'm not going to grab I mean, these ones. <laughs> so I imagine it's one of those just like standardized workplace procedures like you gotta put your name on it or someone else is gonna <laughs> steal it <laughs> someone eat my fish again <laughs> I someone eat my on raw it. fish <laughs> uh, oh I really enjoy the contraption that they made to convince Commodore Shiplap that he's not been kidnapped and he's just like drugged out in this like kiddie pool with <laughs> Somebody outside riding a bicycle with flippers or something right. to make the sound. It's got like the one flipper, the one that's connected to the... <laughs> so yeah, I really like that. And then they're back in the Batcave shortly after that for a scene. And just some of the fine labels in the Batcave oh, yes. for this scene. Because there's a lot labeled. We have the Bat Analyst or Bat Analyst. Can't tell. <laughs> we have Film Developer Tank. Super fine Bat Grain. Yes, uh, yes. So that one's labeled and then sub-labeled too. Right, so, right. <laughs> then we have a magnifying lens. Because Robin must have screwed something up at some point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, no, that's the super fine bat. <laughs> we've got magnifying lens, not bat magnifying lens, which I thought was interesting. And then we've got inner digital bat sorter. So then they get in the bat boat, right? They get in the bat boat, right? They they have to drive to the dock, right? Because, you know, that one makes sense, right? You can't just keep a boat in, in the bat cave. Unless, unless you have some under ground river which they channel. should they do later not in this movie but in the other movies <laughs> uh, i i love the flames i thought they were a nice touch no bats no bat symbol no labels just some flames on a blue bow <laughs> yeah and i like the use of what is clearly just an airplane turbine oh yeah as the sound effect for the boat like it's not Ow. it's not bat sounds it is just an airplane turbine and it doesn't really get quieter as they drive away so it's just this airplane turbine sound playing at you like in the forefront while the boat goes further so we're just imagining that it's actually getting louder as it's taking <laughs> off right uh they're driving through the ocean there's the penguin periscope that kind of pops up just which was my favorite i think love the penguin. <laughs> and the mouth the beak has to open in order for them to see. Yes. <laughs> and I really like, oh, we didn't talk about that. The penguin's submarine is this penguin with yeah. little flippers. Yeah. I think that would be a cool Lego set. Yeah. Is the bad guy hideout of this and you maybe like flip it open long Ooh. ways so you can deal with the little details and stuff. Or kind of a most Espa. It, where it just... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Open it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're describing, <laughs> again, something visual. Uh, so picture a hot dog. And instead of cutting the hot dog into coin sizes, we just, uh, just right down the middle. Uh, juggernauting it. Juggernauting it. <laughs> juggernaut. <laughs> Rips dead for half, right? Oh, I guess that's still top of the That's still, though. yeah, yeah. King Shark. King Shark. <laughs> it. Ah, yeah, from uh, The Suicide Squad, <laughs> where he rips the man down the, the center. <laughs> he halves him. <laughs> This was a particularly bad case of somebody being cut in half. Anyway. <laughs> that was a lot for it. Again, a very silly joke. So they get um they get stuck on the magnetic buoy. The magnetic right? buoy. Yeah. And that was a projector for the boat. <laughs> Somehow. Sure. And then they've got a super energy reverse polarizer or something. Like they've yes. got it's just a bunch of science terms kind of strung together. Do you guys just put the word quantum in front of everything? Yeah, and that's how they are able to get off of it. Is they super right. energize the reverse polarizer. <laughs> he must be using a super energy reverse polarizer. Something they said right before or right after they got off the buoy 
was Batman goes Salt and corrosion. The infamous old enemies of the crime fighter. <laughs> I don't remember what it was what the context of it is. <laughs> it needs no context. It's just a perfect line. <laughs> uh, speaking of perfect lines, shortly after that is making a call to the Pentagon to let them know about the <laughs> yes, situation. Yes, he does. And so he picks up the phone. He goes, Operator, please give me the Pentagon in Washington. Navy Department. Let me connect you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I, I don't super understand how uh, operator systems work because yeah. that's not anything that I ever had to deal with. Yeah. You either. You're not that old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so this movie is pretty interesting from like a, a dated standpoint. Like sure. certain things like we just don't get, get, I guess. Right. So we'll need to talk to someone much older than us to figure these things out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, so I just like the idea that he has a through line to Washington and right. that, and that just the Pentagon's divided into like, this is the Navy Department over here. Uh, this fifth of the Pentagon is the Army. This fifth of the Pentagon is the Air Force. Which, I don't know. Is that how the Pentagon's divided up? Could be. If it is, I learned it on Batman. Learning from Batman. They have labeled their classified waste. The villains. It's classified waste. It's not just waste. Right. This is classified. Well, sometimes you, you can throw away. Right. And some stuff needs to be shredded first. And <laughs> the waste. <laughs> uh, and they're playing, I believe, Tiddlywinks, right? Is that what that's called? I think they were playing jacks. No, with the little, it's like a ball. and they've got... Right, with the jacks. What's Tiddlywinks then? <laughs> I thought that was called Tiddlywinks I, I, from the Berenstein Bears. Maybe that's just. Is that what bears call jacks? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's What's just Tiddlywinks? how feeling. No, Tiddlywinks is a game, though, right? I'm sure it's a I game. I didn't create the word Tiddlywinks. <laughs> that word's absurd. I'm also not ruling that out. <laughs> <laughs> Tiddlywinks. Hold on. Hold on. We have the technology. <laughs> We're going to keep recording during this. Hold on. This is like a cup with polka dots. Okay, so apparently, apparently, dear listener, and I'm sorry... I swore they were playing something called Tiddlywinks. Did they say Tiddlywinks? Were you playing Tiddlywinks? Was I playing Tiddlywinks while I watched this? Okay, apparently Tiddlywinks is like you get little discs and you flip them into a cup with a bigger disc. I thought that's what they were playing. Well, not that. I didn't think that this is what they were playing. But I thought what they were playing was called Tiddlywinks. But I guess it's just Jax. I thought, so what's the game called with Jax? You can just call it Jax. Well, that's a stupid name. Why didn't they come up with something cool like Tiddlywinks? They're, I swore those were called Tiddlywinks. There, there were bigger things going on back then. <laughs> name one, <laughs> like the Cold War. Name two, then. <laughs> oh, so we learn in the submarine uh, that Penguin also labels everything after himself. <laughs> you, have like, you have like the penguin torpedo launcher, the penguin sonar. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, man, I wasn't paying attention. I was too too busy trying to figure out how to spell tiddlywinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game they weren't playing. <laughs> right. Um, man, this game, this movie really makes me want to play tiddlywinks. <laughs> so they're stuck on the buoy, right? And a dolphin saves them. You know, a noble dolphin <laughs> swims in front of the torpedo. This part. Oh, it cuts from them about to explode to Adam West describing to Dick Grayson <laughs> from Batman. So, from Batman describing to Burt Ward. <laughs> so we're they're about they're stuck on the buoy. They finally figure out how to get unstuck from the buoy by and, reverse polarizing the right. Re- but there's still the issue of the torpedo coming at them. Okay, and then there's just a very Abrupt cut to Batman and Robin flying away. Gosh, Batman. Nobility of the almost human porpoise. It was noble of that animal to hurl himself into the path of that final torpedo. He gave his life for ours. Did I blink in the middle of this movie for two seconds and then there's dolphin torpedoes? Yeah. I don't remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, so that, that's what happened. <laughs> So, like, I've heard the word campy <laughs> a, lot, a lot, and I was, 
I don't think I've ever actually looked at the definition of what does campy mean in cinema. In, yeah, in, yeah, in cinema and within the context of film. Like, what is that campy? Is a dolphin okay. swimming <laughs> in front of a tornado? So, like the entire that this movie pretty much defines camp. As, okay, as far as what people think of as camp, okay. it's absurdly exaggerated to the point that it becomes comical, but it also is taking itself very seriously. Like it doesn't seem like, you know, they set out to make something ridiculous. They're like, no, deliver this with the utmost sincerity, even though you're saying (laughs) (laughs) bananas stuff. Right. right? Uh, And so it ends up becoming like this weird self parodying nonsense. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of camp. This is camp. This, this is camp. Like between this and like, slasher flicks where you know people are making ridiculous decisions that nobody would ever make kind of thing that is also considered camp but i like camp batman when people think camp you can pretty much say think of 60s batman and that okay will define camp for you yeah there we go absolutely Hmm. moving forward a sparrow with a machine gun (laughs) that's how they figure out it's catwoman that did something right yeah it's like I I wrote down a sparrow with a machine gun. Of course. Like, <laughs> of course it's Catwoman because, yeah, it's like... One way six ounces sits in a tree and is very dangerous. A sparrow with a machine gun. Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Alfred starts helping out and he's wearing his little domino mask, driving the car, right. helping out. I, uh, I love that Alfred was, was a part of the team. He's not just some, like, witty old guy. Mm-hmm. He is that, sure. He's also... Some more. He's all, but he's a crime fighter, you know. He's driving the car. He's still chaperoning, <laughs> Master Dick. <laughs> Master Dick. <laughs> we end up with like the date happening right between Bruce and Kitka, or something. Is that right? Yeah, there's actually a really good shot, movie wise, editing wise, where Kitka is talking to Bruce in a more open setting, and then it cuts to them. On a date, and they they kept her audio from the original scene and overlaid it while they transitioned to the okay. new scene, and it just it felt very modern. Very and it modern flowed really it well, yeah. Especially within the context of this movie, where <laughs> all scenes are completely different. There's no tie to anything. <laughs> the way that it flowed was just, I thought, really well done. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Um, does the transition there that you're talking about does it lead into the scene with the Morse code cat? Yeah, right. Which there I are... love. <laughs> Not enough criminals use Morse code to communicate anymore. Uh, nobody is. It's it's just it's nobody's buying those Morse code on cassette tapes that I've been pushing for years. <laughs> Bruce and her attention, like verbal sex. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, the very clear sexual innuendo caught me off guard. I was like, "What is going on?" I didn't know this was this kind of film. Sixties <laughs> were a different time. <laughs> I close my eyes and I dream of something. Quite astonishingly different. Now, keep your eyes closed. Continue with this dream. The dream continues. Now, it approaches a climax. No, yet. Not so fast. Be more slow. Yeah, so I'd seen uh, this movie several times as a kid. So when I first saw Harry Potter, when they're writing, immediately all I could think of was this next scene. With the umbrellas. With, and the, okay. with penguins, umbrella, jets, just <laughs> like riding through the sky. They look ridiculous. <laughs> they're like... <laughs> Those things are... Insane. Something I thought was interesting, and I, I don't know what this is because it wasn't labeled. Uh, they're reading like a paper with the news in it, but it's not labeled newspaper, so I don't know what it is. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Very unclear. Because they labeled everything else. So. They labeled everything else, so I'm like, what? what is this? Right. It's not a newspaper, they would have said. <laughs> okay, uh, this is something that's bugging me throughout the movie. The canted angles yeah. to every villain shot. Right. It it makes it hard to watch in the same way that, like, I have a lot of trouble watching the first Thor movie. Because for some reason, Kenneth Branagh shot that entire thing uh, with his head turned sideways. I'm wondering if he had, like, a crick in his neck. <laughs> so, like, it, it looks just straight more to comfortable. Him. <laughs> 
but it's it's during the villain shots, and it's because they wanted them to be shown as crooked. Yes, and how we view them as crooked. Yes. So. Yes. I, and for me, just hard to look at. Like I didn't want to see anything mm-hmm. in that scene, so I knew it was bad. You knew <laughs> you knew it was bad because they looked bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, that's some psychological filmmaking right there. Really good stuff. Right. But really uncomfortable to watch <laughs> on an ongoing basis. That's and, some scarecrow stuff. <laughs> the first confirmed kill of the movie. <laughs> yeah, because they have a, a trap set for Batman, but one of their hench pirates falls onto it. Yeah, this is like the um, the, the mousetrap board game that we played <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Where you step on the thing and a spring flings you. Yeah. So he goes right through the window. Wow. <laughs> it's like turned into a mannequin by the spring. <laughs> <laughs> because it is so distinctly like this floppy mannequin gets thrown out. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> First confirmed kill. Other than the shark. <laughs> First confirmed human kill. Yeah, human kill. Right. <laughs> The shark and the dolphin. So far, just sea beasts. <laughs> sea beasts. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, they're like the horses of the sea, but seahorses are already <laughs> that, I guess. <laughs> I like. <laughs> so, note about sea animals. I like how a lot of sea animals' names are just... <laughs> Land animals with sea tagged on, like sea lion, sea horse, sea cucumber, sea cucumber. <laughs> like and they just like we're looking at these things. They're like, oh, that's like sea. one of those sea lions, yeah. <laughs> sea cow. So they use the Big Ben Distillery Tots dehydrator. Yes. Or something. I don't remember exactly what it said. But yeah, it's like a dehydrator. They I just imagine little tykes dehydrator. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they dehydrate the World Security Council yes. into piles of dust. And they're like sweeping them up. <laughs> Includ- including the guy from the USSR. <laughs> including the, yes, the guy from the USSR. Which was interesting because... Uh, dates this movie back to then because it's like, oh, yes, the USSR. They're sweeping them up, right? Yes. Into the vials, and Penguin goes, Careful, careful. Every one of them has a mother. To Catwoman, who is very clearly just spilling half the contents every right. time she grabs some. Right. It's just onto the floor. Right. And they're like, I don't know, Frank Gorshin in particular is like really hamming the scene and he's like looking at it and he's like i wonder if he thinks this is cocaine <laughs> because <laughs> they were all very coked at the time like frank gorshin and adam west you know particularly <laughs> were known for their party antics orgy based party antics like there's this story that literally adam west tells about he and frank gorshin getting kicked out of an orgy because they stayed in character <laughs> at the orgy because and so it's like there's 20 naked people around here just doing orgy stuff and they're the weird ones and acting like Batman you'll never stop me Batman Uh, and I don't want to know what the what riddles he was trying to solve <laughs> I was see, I don't know what the I don't want to know what the pop art said <laughs> pow boom bam <laughs> so sometime after this scene <laughs> so Bruce and Robin get back to Wayne Manor to go back down the bat poles and he he does he opens up that bust to hit the button that expo- exposes the bat poles. And I would be lying if I said there wasn't a base me hoping to find a secret switch underneath or inside of like every bust that I've ever <laughs> walked by. Like I can 100% contribute that to this movie. So why you're not allowed in Italy anymore? <laughs> <laughs> All the busts. You just kept trying to. Yeah. That's why. Okay. <laughs> this leads us to, you know, just this whole crazy finale situation. Uh, there's the bomb, right? 
Right. Run, he's running with the bomb. Quick! Everyone! Flee for your lives! Into the street! Carrying the bomb into the street. <laughs> like, yeah. it was fine up there in the building, man. Why'd you bring it down here? Is what I'd be thinking. Yeah. <laughs> he's running along this dock, playing God, deciding <laughs> who poor soul <laughs> is going to be spared by this bomb. And he, like, comes across this couple in a boat. <laughs> These people doing a paddle boat. This uh, this little group of wooden decoy ducks. <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Gosh, it's um, it's great. And I could honestly sit through 20 more minutes of this scene. Because yeah. this movie feels very long to me. Like I, oh, it is. Yeah, it dragged on quite a bit for me. It just kind of kept going. But I was like, you know what? If the rest of the movie was just this... Right. I'm gay. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. Batman trying to get rid of the bomb, but being <laughs> deterred by right. things like ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so the bat cycle looks super unsafe, right? <laughs> In general. And then especially when it like splits. The sidecar splits. The sidecar splits off so yeah. that they can slide under the propellers of the helicopter. Right. And be on the right side of the helicopter instead of just, you know. <laughs> well, I didn't think it's particularly safe either because you're having to stand up to get out of oh, the sidecar. And so you got to stand up low. That helicopter was like smaller than I feel like helicopters are now. So just one wrong move and boop, there goes your bat head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, uh, after this, there's like some sort of chase, right? And with bad guys and or they crash or what happens so i think robin fell out of the helicopter because a missile almost hit the batcopter gotcha but luckily the foam rubber wholesalers convention was yes. happening <laughs> yeah luckily <laughs> what level of physical condition would you need to be in in order to run so fast that you could get somewhere quicker on foot in a given time during like traffic because they they they're like we need to get to the Batmobile, and Batman's like, no, we'll get there quicker on foot, or whatever. But I'm, right. we're talking about a car with like a jet turbine, on it. and they're like, no, nah, just run. One of my favorite parts about the scene because they obviously have the you know like the treadmill portion of it where they're just running in front of the screen, but then they also have the <laughs> shots where they're running like downtown LA, and people are like, what is going on? You have all these people who like don't know that it's a movie. It seemed like <laughs> like the, the Batman, the guy that got thrown out of the orgy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This is when they run into. The security council, because there's this bit where they're trying to press the button on the elevator. Bruce is, or <laughs> Batman is, and he's like looking at. It. Sorry, I didn't mean to give away Bruce's secret identity. <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking at the buttons for the elevator, and they're all in a different language. And he's like surfing through it, and he can't find the up button. <laughs> right. Up, 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 up. <laughs> it's finally written out. Up. <laughs> <laughs> there's just a lot of chasing going on, right? In this scene a lot of trying to get the bad guys yeah. again this movie's a mess <laughs> it's hard to even remember what happens in a sequential order for me because i mean it's all over the place you wouldn't have to watch it in a sequential order to you could yeah <laughs> you could i hear if you watch the movie backwards it actually <laughs> you say backwards backwards <laughs> they succeed in stealing the people the people that are now the dust. bad guys do. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so then they retreat back to the submarine. Mm -hmm. And so now they're in the bat boat chasing the submarine. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. I think. <laughs> Again, this movie doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's probably more of a timeline than they had established. Yeah. <laughs> so they're chasing it. They're dropping the laser things or whatever. They're like charges to right. get the submarine to rise. Right. And so they're doing the circles around. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this part, I hate this part. And I, because I, I don't like circles or any standard shape. <laughs> Little glimpse into Craig's life. <laughs> Just shapes, amorphous blobs. Yes, uh, clear cut shape can't do it. No, I, <laughs> right. of course, uh, I don't like circles going in them. I don't like going in circles. I can ride the biggest, tallest roller coaster anywhere in the world. Whatever, fastest this, the twists and turns, go loop de loop, whatever. I cannot ride a merry-go-round or I will vomit everywhere. Huh. I can't 
turn left or right too quick <laughs> without getting dizzy. I experience vertigo or dizziness on like a very heightened level. If I'm sitting in a swivel chair and somebody pushes me around, I'm probably going to puke on them. It's your superpower. It's my superpower. <laughs> That's my secret, cat. I'm always dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I really enjoyed about this scene is the bat charges that they're dropping when they hit the submarine. They explode and, you know, it's just drawn cartoon explosions. Mm-hmm. And so they're all different colors. And just, again, with the theme of this movie, very bright and colorful. Uh, and they didn't stop with the, you know, trying to sink a submarine full of people. <laughs> and so <laughs> that had such an impact on me as a kid. Whenever I'd play with Legos, and see something exploding, that's how I would imagine like explosions happening. Oh, that's not fun. not yeah. fire and smoke, but these big colorful mm-hmm. explosions. Yeah. That's really cool. I like that. Now that we're talking about this, part of me wants to take that scene and then edit the like, slave one charges <laughs> on top of that to see how cool that would oh. come out. <laughs> <laughs> so so they get the submarine to surface. The submarine surfaces and it's, finally we get like word punches, word bubbles with the punches and stuff, right? I don't know if you noticed the backdrop in this, but I'm pretty sure it's just a bunch of pieces of paper <laughs> taped to a wall, but like with the cheap tape because they're all falling <laughs> off. So you have these like pastel blue and white pieces of paper that are just like... <laughs> Floppy haphazardly. You probably have a couple <laughs> sheets floating in the pool. <laughs> I okay. So this this scene is just bonkers, right? Because yeah. <laughs> um, they're fighting on top of the submarine. There's pirates. There's the bad guys. Catwoman throws her cat at Batman. A real cat. A real, very literal cat. This is not a stuffed cat. Right. This thing has its tail between its legs because it's terrified. <laughs> And so Batman catches the cat. The scaredy cat. (laughs) What is up with that cat? Is someone throwing it? He catches this real cat and then continues the fight scene and punching these bad guys while holding a cat for like a solid minute. And then he says probably the greatest line in all of cinema when he tosses it aside. He says, Bon voyage, pussy. Bon voyage, pussy. (laughs) And then... He sword fights with a penguin, right? And it's just like, that's that's what happened. Wait, where'd the sword come from? <laughs> Did he steal it off of one of the slaughtered pirates? <laughs> or is that a bat sword? <laughs> the bat sword. He pulled it out of his bat belt. <laughs> and then we also get a nice coverage shot, though, of the cat still being okay in the floaty boat. Because <laughs> like, you see him just toss it aside. You have the it's one like... life raft. Just the cat. Just the cat. <laughs> They say he's still out there floating to this day. <laughs> Old whiskers. <laughs> they get the World Security Council powdered back, right? They got a little mixed up. <laughs> yes, very mixed up. And Batman is <laughs> trying to figure out how to sort them back out. And he's having like an existential crisis. Great. And there's this like weird French singer music playing in the background yeah. where he's just kind of like looking off trying to solve this what's going on or... and he's wearing safety goggles over his cowl and he's wearing like a, <laughs> a white jacket <laughs> trip sneeze everyone is gone yes like, i that's what i thought about the powder the whole time it was like right one they're just kind of dumping it right so they use the super molecular dust separator also clearly labeled we're ready to rehydrate right so they use yeah uh, light water or soft water, which again labeled uh, with light or soft water, and we're back at the security council building, right? Because they decided to put them back where they started, right? Uh, not just in the back cave, and <laughs> right. Well, uh, there's all this water, light water, soft water, which again just kind of a sign of the times and a sign of the water, because <laughs> <laughs> like light, yeah, hard was... hard water is not. Okay, it's just water. water. Hard water is called ice these days. <laughs> <laughs> I like my water crunchy. <laughs> you know, there is hard water, right? You have to use water softener. People look wells. <laughs> right. But we're assuming that the World City Council is not on a well. <laughs> like <laughs> They didn't build it atop of a well. Not like Wayne Manor. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, one of the things I remember and still quote to this day is just all of the different countries. Success! Success! success. 
when everyone gets rehydrated, mm-hmm. it's like announced to all the different. That's right. Yeah. In all the in different, different languages, languages. <laughs> because somehow the world knew about the world was watching. The world was watching. <laughs> yeah, and so that's something I still quote to this day. Success, success. <laughs> Very rarely will you hear, hear me tell someone success just once. <laughs> So two or nothing. <laughs> they they get sorted back into their bodies, but they're all still jumbled. They're speaking different languages. Yeah. Their their minds are scattered. These men will never be the same. Batman and Robin are like, let's just get out of here before. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. But inconspicuously through the window, we'll use our bat ropes. Our job is finished. <laughs> so then they just climb down the wall and the end <laughs> you didn't solve it <laughs> you put them in their bodies or turn their bodies rehydrated right but that didn't solve anything uh, I think we're supposed to get from that we all need to be a little dust sometimes mixed together I was thinking more of like walk a mile in someone else's shoes yeah. So ride a mile in someone else's bottle and. <laughs> so before we wrap things up today, we wanted to reach out to our I Hag Fat question board of Brian from the Electric Monster podcast, Scott from Da Bank, and Teo from My Son's Bedroom. I should clarify, he is my son. Uh, there's not an additional person in my son's bedroom. <laughs> Here's what they had to say about Batman 66. Hi, I'm Scott. Hey, I'm Brian. I'm two and I'm seven years old. Any standout moments in Batman 66? Oh, the standout moment of Batman 66 is you can never get rid of a bomb. Obviously. And it's super slapstick and campy and back shark repellent or whatever as well. Yeah, so good. No, I mean, it's not like good or anything, but it knows what it is. It tried to be dumb and campy. Catwoman. I'd say she was a very striking Catwoman. It was too much for the campiness of the of the entire movie. It was distracting. I like the part where they punched the shark. What are your thoughts on Adam West as Batman slash Bruce Wayne? I think it's great. You know I have a cardboard cutout of Adam West in my other room here. (laughs) In interviews, he always said that he was the bright knight, right? Isn't that his phrasing? So, like, he was more kind of chummy, like like a crossing guard, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, he's the Batman by day. Well, unfortunately, I'm a victim of being a millennial, so I think uh, Adam West, the uh, mayor and family guy, but still put that into the Batman perspective, which goes with the whole campy perspective of it, honestly. He, He was a great voice to give to that first golden era of, it's Batman, and it is bam, and pow, and mighty, and... I felt like it could have been a uh, like a radio Batman as well as just the show itself. I imagine he has an ascot. <laughs> kind of cool. Um, I like the dark blue and black mix. Any thoughts on the villains? I mean, I love them all. You know, you can't pick your favorite child. I don't like Job too much, though. Honestly, I feel like this is what makes Batman great, is that those villains are the ones that keep showing up. Those are the ones that we just saw in the newest movie. All of them, actually, including the Joker cameo. It's very telling that they were well-crafted villains from the get-go. I like Burgess Meredith a lot, but I kind of like Burgess Meredith more because I like his, like, other work. Like, I love this film he did called Magic. I like the Rocky movies. I like the pink one because um, the black and white looks cool, and I like that his he has flying umbrellas, and he has like a sword umbrella, and I like the purple hat. Frank Gorshin Riddler, but that Riddler is more like a spin-off of the Joker, almost. Like, that's that's not the Riddler, but he's got a good look to him. I like that the purple and green color and the um the um mask is it's a great joker he set off that transformation from him to all the subsequent ones that all kind of evolved into each other 
Caesar Romero unit, you can say something great about all the people in it. Do you love this Batmobile? Like, for what it is, it's not... I mean, most of the Batmobiles aren't that practical until you get to Batman Begins, but god damn, that 66 Batmobile is a beaut. Um, I like the orange and black and the shine on it, and I like the, there's little, um, red bite, um, bats on the tire. Batmobile's gangster. Looks so cool. The aesthetics to him were just so over the top. It's perfect. <laughs> I almost got T-boned by that Batmobile once. <laughs> so I did a comic expo in Memphis and uh, famed uh, WWE wrestler Jerry the King Lawler owns a 66 Batmobile. And as the show was getting out, like he had it on the floor so people get pictures with it and then get autographs with him. As we were all leaving, I like got all my stuff packed up, made a turn, and then he almost like pulled out of there and like hit me. And it was one of those like, like he had to pump the brake real quick and then he like threw a wave and I was like, oh, what? This is weird. Hi. <laughs> like, that Batmobile is wonderful. I really badly desperately want that lego set i went up to the lego store and it was sold out i would like if they did like a bigger version of it how does the operator work how does an operator work like the phone operator oh that thing that's that's the the like the ones in john wick that's them taking lines and actually plugging you into phone lines i don't know back then i guess there was only like six lines oh at that point you gotta have one of those like real things to get to your ear you gotta have an old timey phone to get to that operator. I don't know how to. Otherwise, I don't know how to get to an operator. Do you? I think they have levers or buttons to push and turn, and they have like some kind of code to do it. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah. So yeah, this movie really long. Uh, Hour 45. Yeah. Long form of the TV show, basically, which TV show is bearable because it's pretty short. You know, you can get it in smaller doses. Is it shorter? Because I feel like TV shows at that time were tended to be longer. It still felt longer. I mean, it's it's not, you know, quick paced by today's standards, but like it wasn't an hour and 45 minute movie. Right. All that said, I mean, some of the stuff of this is just the funnest to, to, to think about to talk yeah. about stuff. So my final thoughts, the movie is very bright and very colorful. I liked it. It didn't feel very Batman within the context of other Batman movies. Mm-hmm. This is the Batman movie that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So to me, this does feel like Batman. Like it's my ba- it's my baseline bat. Okay. <laughs> it's my bottom bat. The city that they're flying around in feels like California. It doesn't, feel like gotham certainly not tim burton's gotham yeah i don't even know if gotham was mentioned and again just it's crazy to me that most people involved in this movie are no longer with us because they were born in the 1800s (laughs) right but i liked it i'm really excited to see where this continues jawas i mean the fact that were in california and you know los angeles they were probably floating around somewhere Uh, Uh, not yet not yet you're right well, then, Craig, I, I'm afraid I'm going to give this one a zero. Ooh, teeny. <laughs> but this movie, I think, sets a good baseline for Batcraft because we have Batmobile. We got the Batcopter. We got the Batbike and the Batboat. Yep, you have four different Batcraft. So I'll give it a four out of four. <laughs> four out of four Batcraft. <laughs> Which, same amount as your job was. So right. maybe this is a good Maybe transition. it is a good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my baseline. And for me, the the acting and like you said, just the overall pacing of this movie, like those are my two big parts that mm-hmm. like take away from the rating. Sure. For for me. Um so if we're doing five, yep. Those are those are two big points. I like the story, like I'm stuck between a three and a four. But you also have five. nostalgia factor. I do this, have a nostalgia which factor. It should definitely yeah. be factored into your your criticism of it and, because if it brings you happiness you know that's that's all the better yeah and and like i said this really does set the base of like how i'm going to be viewing all of these other batman movies which is so, interesting <laughs> <laughs> so 
I think I am still going to go three out of five. Three out of five, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't quite have the nostalgia for it. I remember watching the TV show more than having seen the movie because they would do like nightly reruns of the Batman show and I'd watch those, but I don't super remember the movie. So that said, I didn't see the movie until into college and stuff. And at that point it was, it was a chore because it's, it's lengthy. Yeah. And like you said, the pacing is off. There's a lot of things that go on way too long. That's it. I love the acting. I think it's <laughs> just, again, uh, playing into that camp idea that we, we, we discussed, like yeah. everything is said with such sincerity or commitment. Yeah. There's no half-hearted acting in this. Like it is, right, right. they are balls deep in this. <laughs> like it is awesome. Yeah. So, but I like the Batcraft. I do like this Batmobile. It's nice. Yeah. And then the villains. I mean, this is the only movie that we get where all the villains team up yeah. working together as a... <laughs> <laughs> with yeah and and i'd say maybe like a 2.5 for myself i don't love this one i love things about it but as far as things go it's just it it was too slow for me like yeah it, that's fair it was difficult for me to to just kind of sit there and watch this thing without thinking like oh come on <laughs> yeah wrap up on our batman 66 tune in next week for Batman 1989. Thanks for making it through our first episode of this season. We really, really would appreciate, though, if you would uh, review us on Spotify, Apple, your podcast platform of choice. Uh, We would appreciate it if you subscribed, and especially if you would share us with your friends. I know that this is the thing that all podcasters say at the end of their podcast, Mm -hmm. but it's for a reason. Hashtag Al Gore rhythm. Yes. And if if we can't get Al Gore, then why are we even doing this? Great grapes. Great, great, great grapes.